Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And all my new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener uh, going forward. Uh, and ultimately, we want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. We have a fantastic show tonight, so I'm looking forward to uh, that particular segment. But before I go into that segment, uh, I wanted to kind of share some thoughts, uh, some things that have been on my mind. Uh, Since the uh, tragic killing of George Floyd, uh, today uh, was the burial of George Floyd, and um, I will be remiss not to give some comments or some thoughts uh, around that. I, just like many of you, uh, may not understand why uh, this man uh, died in such a horrific way. Uh, He did not deserve to die with a knee on his neck pleading, I can't breathe. Uh, My heart aches for his family and for his friends. My heart aches for black Americans who have lost another life. Uh, at the hands of a police officer, uh, another injustice. And I can truly say, uh, I can say that because personally, it could have been me. I remember, just to share a quick personal story with you, uh, I remember being pulled over by a police officer late at night in the state where I live now here in Florida. And it was no other reason other than uh, driving while as a black man. Uh, There have been other instances, and even my wife and children, unfortunately, have been victim of racism and discrimination. Now, my heart hurts because racism continues to stain our society. You know, 
the, the sin of racism, which began at the inception of our country, continues to plague us today. And if there's ever been a time to truly address this ongoing cancer or this ongoing virus, the time is right now. Talking is good, but we need to start taking some actions. The hearts of people need to change and policies need to change. Now, I'm not an expert on resolving race issues or solving the ongoing issues around racism, but I can say this for sure. I am not the problem. Let me say this. I want to thank all of the protesters, white, black, and all people of of color for giving their time and their voice to these issues. I want to thank you for marching and placing yourselves on the front line in support of black Americans in an effort to stop the senseless killings and the ongoing racism here in our country. So I want to say thank you for standing up and speaking out. But I also want to say this. I don't condone rioting and looting. Let me be absolutely clear. It is absolutely wrong uh, of the devastation that have happened over our country in many states and cities. It should have never happened. At the same time, I understand the anger and the frustration because, like I said, I have been a victim of racism on many occasions. So I want to say this to all of my white listeners out there. You may be asking, what can you do? And I say, speak up, speak out against racism and discrimination. No more silence. Let's work together to, to eliminate this plague from our families, our communities, our schools, our businesses, our government, and from every area of our society. So I, that's what's on my heart tonight. I want to share that with you before we go into the show, as I often do anytime anything is going on here in our world, especially here in our country. I always like to give some comments or some thoughts behind it. So definitely keep the Floyd family in our prayers. Uh, keep Uh, that city, keep our nation as a whole in our thoughts and our prayers. Now, tonight we have a great show. Like I said, my guest and I, we will be talking about the emotions and the behaviors and the mindset around money. Now, tonight, hopefully, we're going to get in touch with our emotions around money and its use. So stay tuned as as we get toward that segment. Now, if you had any questions or any comments tonight, you can call in at 917-889-8078. Again, the number is 917-889-8078. You can call in with your questions and or your comments. And if you didn't know, you can listen to all of my past shows on demand. Uh, You can catch any of the shows uh, that we've done here on the CWR Talk Network. You can catch me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. I've actually created a a page dedicated to the radio show, and it has a gallery of all of the past guests that I've had here on the show. So uh, please go to the website. You can click on any of the different topics that we discuss and click on any of the topics that I've had with uh, some of my special guests here. So let's get started here. Now, my guest tonight is a licensed marriage and family therapist 
and founder of the Financial Psychology Center in Los Angeles, California. He is dedicated to helping clients improve their financial and mental health by uncovering patterns in their relationship with money that keep them stuck and suffering. Financial psychology is the intersection of financial literacy, emotional awareness, financial beliefs, and cultural factors. Hence, helping customers understand how those factors interplay revitalizes clients' emotional and financial health. Specifically, my guest tonight has worked with individual clients to provide them with practical and therapeutic tools to help heal their financial anxiety. His work with couples and families has helped to address maladaptive behaviors such as financial trauma, financial enabling, and financial infidelity. His most recent work has been in collaboration with the Pre-Pro Institute, where his focus has been aiding athletes to improving their financial wellness and overall performance. As athletes train with a singularity of focus to excel in their field, they often experience stress in other areas of their lives, such as finances. This financial stress can unknowingly impact performance and interfere with goal setting and training. And I have to say, it is an honor uh, to have my guest here tonight. Let's welcome to the show, Dr. Alex Malkumian. Hello, Dr. Alex. How are you doing today? Hi, Lionel. What a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome, and it's a pleasure having you here tonight on this important topic. Uh, anytime I can talk about money, especially around our emotions, so it's good to have it's good to have the doctor in the house tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and thank you for your intro. Um, obviously, the country there's so many people hurting right now, and uh, what a um, important topic to cover um, our emotions. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you again. Perfect. Well, let's get started. Now, I've said this on the show before, and I've actually done done some postings around it. Now, money can bring about many different emotions when it, you know, uh, it's almost like love. Love carries a lot of different emotions. I mean, we can be excited. We can be thrilled. We can be depressed. We can be upset or angry. Would you give us some insight? as to why money causes so many different emotions? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I think the first thing I want to say is that uh, I really think of money as basically as a mirror that really just reflects our true nature. And if we are generous, we will be generous with our money. If we're loving, we'll be able to express our love through money. And if we are fearful, then we're, we'll be anxious about our money. Money can represent different things to different people. Um, I would say that, you know, in the scientific literature, there's a, a main consensus that money most often represents survival and success. So if we look at money from a, a, both a, a psycholo- psychological and evolutionary standpoint, it takes on uh, a primitive or almost in, instinctual, uh, it taps into our, our primitive and instinct, instinctual drives. That is to survive and to succeed. So when those things are in jeopardy, our survival or our, 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 our success, 
that's when we feel emotional. And then there's a conversation between our emotional brain, which is the limbic brain, and our decision-making brain, which is our prefrontal cortex. And our limbic brain, our emotional brain, sometimes hijacks our, our, our financial decisions, and therefore we become more excited maybe, or we're more depressed. And it takes some work, <laughs> some changing of, of the mindset, as you mentioned in your intro, um, some discussion, some awareness and insight to be able to quiet down some of that emotional brain and really tap into the front, frontal cortex or the uh, de- uh, decision-making brain. Uh, well, uh, let me say this. I'm quite sure there's a lot of activity going on in the minds of people uh, with, of course, with starting the year off uh, with COVID-19 and then feeling the brunt of COVID-19 when uh, the economy started to tank and businesses started to close and schools started to close and incomes started to shrink and to, in some cases, some, some people lost their job, their businesses and all. So I'm quite sure there's been a lot of emotions around that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the word uncertainty has been uh, elevated to a, a new level and a new status. I think it's been used uh, tremendously in the last uh, couple of months. Um, uh, uncertain and unprecedented times, and it's definitely uh, reflective of what we're going through. There's so many people hurting right now uh, financially uh, that there's a lot of anxiety, stress, and financial difficulty um, that really is 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 uh, coming down to uh, being unable to really find out what is the next thing to do. Where do I go from here? And um, we can kind of talk about the the response to all of this as a response to trauma. Really, the reason why that's important to understand is uh, when we're experiencing traumatic events, we really um, get into what's known as the fight, flight, and freeze mode. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point that we're no longer making decisions in our, uh, from our rational brains. And we're sort of at the whim of our instinctual drives, our instinct, whether it's to fight, whether it's to, uh, to flee, or whether it's to freeze. And I've seen the whole spectrum, the whole gamut, uh, the people who are you know, posting, you know, uh, five times a day and, and they're, they're looking to expand their businesses, that really is, in psychological terms, they're, they're going through their, their fight, their fight uh, response. They're not willing to back down and they're going to make, uh, you know, they're going to make, <laughs> make it out of this alive. They're sort of yeah. surviving through it, right? Yeah. And uh, the flight uh, for, you know, some of my clients in my practice um, with Financial Psychology Center, you know, they they basically are so um, emotionally traumatized that they they they're unable to deal with you know they uh, life and they're sort of um, they need to process what's happening, right? And and it's hard for them to be present on a moment-to-moment basis or or a, on a day-to-day basis. And the tasks that they found 
you know, uh, easily accomplishable, you know, in months prior are no longer those easy tasks. So that's the flight response. And then the freeze is exactly what we just talked about, which is really not knowing what to do. You know, do we sell the house? Do we sell our stock shares? Um, what do we do from here? And really being unable to move e- in either direction um, is, you know, really almost the toughest place to be. Gotcha. So, so, so those could be, I guess, looked at as, uh, well, let me ask this next question then as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. What, sure. what, do you, what do you see as uh, a challenge or a struggle to us in society as it relates to financial management? And once you address mm. those challenges, how do how do we overcome those challenges? Well, <laughs> I think it's almost like I have a, a, a two two answers because, I mean, if we're looking at you know the COVID nineteen uh, situation, you know this is so out of the norm. This is so unlike what anything that we've seen before that. You know, a lot of people are still living through the fight, flight, and freeze uh, cycle. And there's another part of that cycle that I've actually heard. It's not a really a scientific term, but it's fight, flight, freeze, and then face. So the face is actually the, the, um, the way we are able to cope with what is actually happening. When we're able to really accept you know, even the, the bitter truth about, you know, the, the, the current COVID situation, but we're able to sort of look at, hey, this is not the most advantageous situation. This may be the worst, you know, phase of my life, but I need to move on from here. And without, you know, the only thing I can do is face the truth, face what I need to do, and then move on from here and accept it. So that's what I would, you know, kind of suggest to anybody who is really struggling. Obviously, there's a, you know, a much bigger discussion about, um, you know, how to do that. But in overall mindset and financial psychology terms, that is the face and the acceptance is um, something that I would suggest for uh, your listeners and my clients. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you totally. Uh, We have Mm. to get to a point to where. Uh, we can we can only push it on the we can push it on the rug for so long. We can put it off for so long. We have to come to a point to where um, I gotta face it. And once you equip yourself with the practical things, you can overcome it. But we gotta face it. You know, we gotta look in the mirror and say, hey, this is where I am. You know, sometimes there are some self-inflicted you know decisions that brought us here. Absolutely. You know, and unfortunately with COVID-19, this happened. And I don't, I think everybody that I know, everybody that I know has been affected by it in some form or fashion. Either they're no longer working in an office or their, uh, their, their hours have been reduced or they have been furloughed or some have been, you know, been let go totally. And you're trying to get other supplementary uh, income to try to overcome the, 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 the Recurring bills, because the bills didn't stop because of COVID-19. The bills are still coming in, and um, we have to face it. You got to get out there. We can't stay stuck, I would say. Uh, We have to face it and then put some practical things into fashion so we can move forward. So very good point. Now, now, go ahead. I would add that uh, 
in in as you were just talking about the 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 unprecedented time and the COVID reaction that we're all having to deal with, you know, this really kind of goes back to the idea that we're we're dealing with a triple threat. We're dealing with the physical uh, uh, and medical concerns that COVID brought onto us. We're also dealing with the mental health uh, aspect of it that so many clients, so many people in our culture are, are really having major um, symptoms and issues uh, that are affecting their mental health, depression, anxiety, you know, and, and many, many others. And then the third part of that wheel is the financial health, as you mentioned, and it's never really been, um, we've never really faced anything like this in our lifetime where all three of those were affected almost equally. So I just want to make sure that I highlight that this is a triple threat that we're deal, de- dealing with. And the fact that it's, it can be extremely traumatic. And as you mentioned, we need to get unstuck, but you know, different people have different processing speeds and some people really need to process their feelings and what they're going through on a, on a much uh, bigger or, or more in-depth scale. So um, whatever it takes to get unstuck um, and whatever timeline it takes to get unstuck and move forward is, uh, is what I usually work with my clients on. Okay, perfect. Okay. So uh, following, following up with another question, uh, what are some problem areas uh, you know, within the human mind or within uh, the environment uh, that, that would cause us to be unproductive with our money? If I, I guess, yeah, what are some problem areas within, you know, our environment, our human mind that causes unproductive money behaviors? Mm. You can kind of address that for us. Sure. I think the first, <clears throat> the first thing that it pops into my mind is um, when we're unproductive, it, it almost uh, feels like something that we can be afraid of. And we're, when we're afraid of something, we tend to avoid it, um, avoid it, uh, feel some shame, some shame about it, and some maybe some guilt. So the way I help to deal with these, you know, sort of crippling and emotions. Uh, such as uh, shame and guilt, is to understand that uh, emotions only last, you know, a short time, on average, really six seconds. And after that, we as humans choose to feel the way we do by recreating that feeling through kind of thinking similar thoughts over and over, which is called rumination, um, and also sort of wallowing in those feelings. Um, So, when we feel unproductive, we need to really look at and be aware of what we're feeling. Um, and, and the second piece of that conversation is really the understanding that emotions have a range. Each emotion has a positive and negative range. And, and let's take, for instance, anxiety and fear. Um, there is a positive uh, aspect to fear and anxiety. It can help you get out of danger. Like if you're afraid of making a, a mistake on a real estate deal or, or uh, making, you know, you know, buying the wrong stock or something like that, you know, it can definitely have some positive uh, effects. But, you know, if you're so overwhelmingly afraid and so um, uh, anxious to take a, take a step 
you know, it could really unfortunately help you to avoid getting into real estate altogether or, or not even looking at the stock market as, as an option for your financial uh, security and financial freedom. Okay. So let me ask this question. Uh, so w- would it be wise? I think I'm probably already answering my question, but I'd like to just kind of <laughs> give a little bit more information on it. Uh, a lot of times I've found uh, with some of the listeners, some of the people that I've worked with, their environment, meaning uh, the people that they are around on a day-by-day basis, uh, can have some negative effects on how a person uh, behave with money, meaning spending money. You've heard the term, you know, mm-hmm. living like the Joneses and things like that. But that can be a negative part as well. So could you speak, I guess, somewhat to the, to the environment that, you know, I caution people sometimes with the environment that we that you may have that if it's leading you to be unproductive uh, with your money, you know, being careless and things, I think we need to kind of uh, maybe find a different environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great point. I think, you know, what uh, I usually work with my clients on is the cultural narratives. And I think that's what you're kind of bringing into our conversation here mm-hmm. that, a lot of our behavior also reflects, you know, what we learn from our culture about money. You know, is it cool to have, uh, you know, the latest and greatest car and, and uh, you know, gadgets and things like that? Um, and really having an understanding of what do these gadgets mean to you um, and is it worth spending the money on those things? Um, as far as um, – Keeping up with the Joneses, I mean, <laughs> I live here in Los Angeles, as you mentioned at the top of your show. So yeah. this is almost like the mecca of keeping up with the Joneses. And uh, <laughs> what, I, what I've seen is what, what do my clients, you know, what do they feel when, when they're trying to accomplish by buying that, that car or buying the, the house that they think they're going, that's going to make them uh, feel much better. And ultimately, it really comes down to they're chasing some sort of a status symbol, right? Mm-hmm. And it becomes more of an ego reflection. Um, so really having a conversation about self-awareness, having a conversation about what do all these things mean to you and where do you really get your self-esteem from? Because ultimately, it comes down to that, uh, that no amount of status will really help to build your self-esteem. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it feels nice at the moment, but in the long term, it may not, you know, pro, you know, uh, provide the, uh, uh, the rewards and the dividends that you're looking for. So, You, you mean to tell me that a red Ferrari uh, wouldn't uh, <laughs> satisfy me <laughs> For the rest of my well, life. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I've lost count of the amount of Teslas I see on the road here, especially yeah. the SUV, SUV ones. And yeah. then now the latest and greatest is the Lamborghini SUV. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. Have mercy. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I was, my family now, we were out in California, out in LA. It's been, oh, gosh, about six, seven years ago. Uh, we. We usually cruise for uh, family vacation, but uh, that one year we decided – I had two brothers living in Vegas, so we spent a couple of days with them and then spent about three or four days out in L.A. And uh, much di- different world out there, I mean, of course, with it being um, 
uh, I, I call it Hollywood, you know. Uh, but to see <laughs> yes. uh, this, this, to see the environment there, there's no hit against LA. I, as a matter of fact, I want to go. I want to come back to LA uh, to visit again. But uh, you're right. Uh, it's so easy to be caught up with, you know. You see this before you on an everyday basis, and you think that it's going to boost your your self-esteem and make you such a happy person. But I've run across, mm-hmm. and I'm quite sure that you have. I've run across uh, when I was in the banking world, had some customers that they were making hundreds and thousands of dollars a year, even up to the million dollars a year, and they were still not happy. So that 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 I guess that cliche of no money can make you happy. Well, maybe for a moment, uh, <laughs> but not not necessarily long term, though. Yeah. You know that thing that you just that you just mentioned made me think of you can't out earn your ego, and no matter how much you earn, even even if it's a million or ten million dollars, if your spending exceeds that, you know if you're buying Ferraris and Lamborghinis and the rest, there's just no amount of earning almost <laughs> that yeah. can that can satisfy that um, insatiable ego that some of us have. Oh, yeah. Good point. Perfect. All right. uh, Moving forward with another point. Uh, Let's talk about uh, needs versus wants. Uh, I have touched on this uh, numerous times. Uh, Why is it such a struggle to balance needs versus wants when it comes to our finances? Well, that's a great question. Um, it actually kind of reflects the the conversation we were just having because money does does not only represent survival and success, but I feel like it also represents competence and identity. So, you know, it, it really kind of leads back to that status conversation we were just having. How do how do people feel when they're unable to provide for their wants? They they can't afford that house that they wanted. Um, or as a family, if, uh, you know, they wanted to buy a, a four-bedroom house for their family, but they're only able to afford a two- or three-bedroom house, how, how do they face uh, what kind of conversations do they have with their kids uh, about not being able to afford something like that? So yeah. having these difficult conversations is, is tough, and ultimately what it creates is a feeling of deprivation, or maybe like the like my client failed by not being able to provide that house or that car. And ultimately again it goes back to what are they seeking? Is it status? Is it to satisfy their ego? Um and where do where do they get their real self-esteem from? So by having these conversations with their family and having like little mini uh uh money meetings as a family or you know if it's a couple or even having these conversations with a financial therapist, psychologist like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really a conversation about self-awareness, really knowing what makes you tick and not just going with what the cultural narrative is, which is, you know, if I buy this car, if I buy this you know, house, if I get the right jewelry, I'm going to be okay. So. Gotcha. All right. Now, I, you, you made me think about something. Um, looking at how finances affect marriages, uh, I, I wrote I, – I have two books out. 
the first book is actually a relationship communication book. It, it has a little piece of finances in it, but uh, part of, uh, uh, of creating or uh, writing that book was to kind of address some things on the front end for couples before they get married. And knowing that finances is a huge part of a marriage, um, what advice uh, could you give to those that are listening in tonight that are in marital relationships and they are facing an issue where maybe the husband uh, is a spender and the wife is a saver and is causing conflict on how they can best do what's good, you no know, best for the family. But because he's going one way, she's going one way. Can you kind of give some some advice or some tips uh, for uh, my married couples out there or those that are in relationships? You can kind of give us some tips on what they can do. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I mean, first of all, great point. Obviously, money is a huge point of contention for so many uh, couples and marriages. It is the number one cause for divorce. Um, so having premarital financial counseling and therapy would be absolutely be something that I would suggest, and this is something that you, you just mentioned uh, just a minute ago. But for people who are in uh, conflict uh, as we speak, you know, I think it just boils down to communication. Um, you know, with my background in mental health and, and wor- having worked with couples, not only in regards to finances, but in, uh, in general relationship issues as well, you know, we think of it, uh, of the relationship itself as the third person in the room. And we look at the relationship as um, a unit that has its own wants, needs, and desires. So instead of having engaging in the power struggle between the, the, the two partners, we can talk about what does the relationship need? And then really having, you know, practical uh, ways to, ad- you know, address the communication issue, which is setting time aside to talk about money. You know, uh, sometimes the uh, conversations can get very heated. So I've suggested to clients um, uh, basically having mm, their uh, backs turned to each other so they're not reading their body language because it can really escalate and spark uh, really kind of negative conversations very quickly. And if we're looking to for each party to feel and be heard, that may be the best solution is to really, um, you know, have the backs turned away from each other so there is no, uh, they're not reading each other's body language and they can have as much um, neutral and um, uh, stable emotional conversation as possible. That is a great idea. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just reflecting even, you know, within my own relationship, my wife and I, we've been married, coming up to about 21 years coming up in August. And mm. that's, a, that's, I, I never thought about that. That's you, you're absolutely right. You know, body language can, you can, you can really get a person upset if we're talking about money or any deep subject. And if I move a certain way based upon my wife's response or, or questions she may ask me, it could be totally misread and 
Yeah, I, I like that idea. Thank you. <laughs> you, you <laughs> Hey, Dr. Alice, you helped me out tonight in addition to the listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll help one person. My job is done. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, show's over. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> great, great idea. Okay. Now, we're coming down to the wire here, but I have one other question as we're getting ready to uh, close out in just a, a tad bit here. Now, in, in lieu of COVID-19 and in lieu of the racial issues that we're having now, what advice can you give to us uh, generally to all of us listeners tonight? You know, you know, COVID-19 started off the year. It's still going on. Uh, the economy and now with the racial tension issues that we're facing, what advice uh, from your standpoint, what advice can you give us tonight uh, to all the listeners to us? Well, as we both mentioned before, uh, we're dealing with unprecedented times. Uh, what is happening now is what I would call complex trauma. I think I mentioned it earlier in the show. I mean, to have the the physical, emotional, and financial issues that we're dealing with, and now obviously the racial issues as well. Any one of these events alone could have caused significant impairment in, for so many people. But in combination, it's just, it can be extremely overwhelming. So I think, as we mentioned before, it's really about understanding that we're all going through a lot and, and kind of slowing down and giving ourselves enough emotional room to deal with, with what we need to, to process that uh, emotional overwhelmment. If we're going through a fight, flight, and freeze uh, response, then we need to let that happen. But eventually, we will come to faith. We will come to acceptance. We will come to understand that we're ready to take the next step, and that next step will become clear at that point. Perfect. Well stated. Well stated. Okay. So, uh as we're coming down to a close right now, if you, if, if any of my listeners wanted to get in contact with you, uh, to work with you, how can you re, how can you be reached? Uh, what is your website information? Any other information that you would like to share with us uh, uh, regarding what you do with your, uh, with your center there in, in LA? Sure. So uh, my center is called Financial Psychology Center, and the website is financialpsychologycenter.com. Uh, you can find me on all social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Financial Psychology Center. And if any uh, one of your listeners, uh, they're welcome to call me and uh, my staff at 818-600-2264. We would love to hear from any one of you guys and uh, what a pleasure talking to you and having this money conversation, Lionel. I really appreciate it. Oh, great, Dr. Alice. I thank you for taking the time to be here tonight. And uh, I can see in our future that we will be talking again. Uh, uh, you bring a, a great perspective, uh, a needed perspective to uh, the money uh, talk and the financial issues that we all have from time to time. So, Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience with us tonight. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care and be safe. 
All right, everyone, that's a wrap for tonight. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, please connect with me I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Uh, you can also catch up with me there on my website at shipmentconsulting.com. That's shipmentconsulting.com. And before I go, I, I, I didn't mention it earlier. Uh, if you haven't grabbed a copy of my new finance book called Money Responsibly, you can get it on Amazon or you can request an autographed copy on my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Click on the Contact Us uh, page and I will surely uh, give you the instructions of how we can get a copy of that book in your possession. So I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you again. Take care, everyone. Well, before we go out, you know, I always have to go out with a little bit of music. Tonight, we have Mr. Eric Darius, and the song is called Setting It Off. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.